Let's get all sorted. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. Today is the first part of our Brick Can 2016 interviews. We're going to talk to Keith Reed and David Geddes about their Game of Thrones wall and Castle Black, Brandon and Taylor Walker about their superpowers, and James Powell drives the trains. For show notes or photos for any of these builds, head over to BreakingDads.com. 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 First up, we're going to learn about how winter is coming. All right, this is uh, Jeff uh, at BrickCan 2016. I got the event and the year right, so I'm feeling very good right off. And I'm here with uh, David Geddes, uh, and I'm standing in front of The Wall from Game of Thrones. Uh, first off, why did you decide to tackle such a small project? <laughs> Well, a couple of years ago at BrickCon in America, a couple of us were talking about it, and we all love Game of Thrones, and yeah, man, go big or go home, right? And this is big. I think that if my, it's taller than any of my children, and that's impressive right off. Uh, tons and tons of detail. So, uh, yeah, is this, did, you, did you scale this out? Did you math it out? Or did you just start building and see how big you could get? Well, no, we spent about a year and a half planning it and working out how it was going to be that was still wasn't enough time and then about january or february we started actually building we built the internal frame for it first and then we started skinning it and building all the parts that go around it and we didn't put it together for the first time till thursday and we had to do a lot of rebuilding on thursday that that's the way it goes usually that's the way it goes uh, so how many people were involved in the putting of this three together? people that were involved with it. right here we got keith reed and i'm david geddes and then somewhere over there a little guy in the white there it's david gagnon so we had two dave g's and a keith that's good. That's, that's, that's all you need. Two Dave G's and a Keith, that'll yeah. get anything done. Of course. Now, if you want to talk to Keith here, he built Castle Black all on his own. That's his baby. Wow. And he said, you got to go check it out. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely get over there on the other side. But let's, let's look at this we'll side here. here. Uh, I love the brick-built creatures that you have going on uh, to, uh, to try to take down the door. Oh, yeah, I got a couple of mammoths going on here. We got one, he's pulling. We got wildlings whipping him. We got the chains going, the wildlings are pulling. We got a uh, we got a brick built giant in here. There's another giant in the tunnel, oh, wow. fighting with a blacksmith and a couple other black brothers. And yeah, it was uh, it was you, fun. The, the mammoths look strong, but they're really fragile. Like a cool <laughs> breeze is going to knock them down, which isn't going to help them if they live in the north, where they got a lot no. of cool breezes. <laughs> no, for sure. And it's good that you've got a polar bear as well. That's very important whenever you're north attack. Well, of course, it's a farm of your six skins. He's not in the show, but he's in the book. He wargs all the animals. He's got a polar bear. He's got a wolf. He's got an owl. He's got a hawk over here. Yeah, because you can't have a warg. You can't not attack without a warg. Right, you can have at least one. That's right. He's going to fly his birds up high to see what's over there. And, uh, and a cast of thousands, this is a very impressive army to get together. You do a good job making it look like there are thousands. And I see containers and containers and containers of more. Is the army still coming? The army is still growing. The White Walkers are coming. Winter is coming. We've got climbers going to go up the wall. Spider-Man's going to be there hanging out with them. Awesome. We've got more Night's Watch, probably too many Night's Watch, because we want to make them look like there's not very many. We've got to put some Night's Watch on the top. We got tons of Night's Watch and Fins. Yeah, we got Tyrion going on there. We got, got Kevin it. Hinkle, Lego brand community manager for North, South, and Central America. He's up on top of the wall, a little Easter egg. Uh, what else we got? If you want to see the top of the wall, right? First, first, first. First, you got to go down to the south side, see yeah, the south side of the wall, Castle Black, right? All keeps beautiful hard work. Then, if you want to see the top of the wall, you can go up the stairs. You can go to the balcony right there and look down. You'll see the top of the wall, trench system, all detail up there. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. This is a beautiful side of the wall, and I'll go uh, go to the warmer side because I feel winter side. is coming. Keith, he's warm. I'm going to go to the side we want to go to. That build is tremendous. Take a look at the photos, and you'll get some sense of scale. It was just so tall. Uh, it really is impressive uh, how quick it all came together as well. Um, here's Keith to tell us more. 
All right. Well, we've looked at the uh, the the cold side of the wall, and now we're on the uh, the Castle Black side here with the man that apparently put Castle Black together. Yeah. It's your baby. This is uh, Keith Reed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, Castle Black was kind of the, the whole start to the project. At BrickCon uh, two years ago, we were driving home and I had this season four had just happened and I'm like, we got to do this epic battle scene and David Gannon was in the car with me and I started talking about my brainchild here of what I wanted to do and he was just like, every more and more seconds that I talked about it, he was just like, yeah, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. We got home, stopped thinking about it, Brick Can got announced. I'm at school and he comes to me and he's like, we got to do the wall. And I'm like, I'm at school. I got nine months of school. Like I cannot think about building Lego. I can't do this. Two weeks later, I'm like, nope, we're doing it. We got to get in here. Let's go. He's like, perfect. I got, I ordered all the, the white plate and I'm like, all right, I'll get Castle Black done. We'll get it all worked out. Uh, David Geddes there, he jumped on board because he already had all of the main characters already built and everything, so he was on board. And when January rolled down and we knew it was crunch time, that's when we started going uh, going hard and almost going like every day building on this thing. So, yeah. Do you remember how many plates were in the white plate order? It looks, uh, I'm going to guess around a million. Does that sound right? No, it's not that much. Um, we're probably at like 50,000 plate. Uh, there's 30, uh, on each side of the wall, there's 30 base plates, 32 mm -hmm. studs by 32 studs that go, um, from not to two bricks high and skinned all the way back. So I'd say about each plate has probably got 40 to 50 white plate on it. Plus a lot of other structural stud underneath. And then we have the whole frame inside, which supports all of those as well. Yeah. Wow. And so Castle Black, I, I love it. You got the elevator. You got the castle. We got some beautiful smoke come out of it. You can see uh, the snow winter is definitely coming. Yep, yep. And and there's definitely a sense of desperation from the soldiers inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So we've got the Thens attacking from the one side, and then we've got all the wildlings on the other side, inclu including Iris down here. She's attacking, and we've got a few, uh, few Night's Watch dead out front trying to stop the assault. And if we look inside, they're all rushing to the gate to try to barrier it and keep them from getting in. And then we've got Jon Snow at the very top of the elevator. He's waiting for the elevator to get up so he can get back down and join the fight. Even though it's not gonna end well for him. No, it does not end well. No. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite nice. There's a lot of activity going on inside the castle, as you would expect as it's under siege from all sides. Um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, thank you for bringing it to us. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm glad he broke his promise to himself and ended up taking this project on. It was well worth it. Uh, it was hard display to pull ourselves away from, for sure, as it was just packed with details. Eventually, we did, and we made our way over to a pair of twins that brought us a full-sized Thor's hammer and cap shield. Let's go now to my interview with Brandon and Taylor Walker. Uh, so this is Jeff here at Brick Can 2016, and I'm talking with uh, Brandon and Taylor Walker, uh, a couple of twins that like superheroes, and more specifically, like Lego-built superhero things. So we'll start with you, Brandon. Why don't you tell me a little about your, your beautiful build? Uh, it's Thor's Hammer. Uh, we built it using Digital Designer first, so it took about a week or so to make a couple different prototypes until we found one we were happy with. And then um, after that, you know, saving up money to buy it and then getting the parts off BrickLink. It took about, you know, three or four hours to assemble it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it was a fun project. You know, we were, we were really optimistic that it would hold together with LDD because sometimes that's a hard thing to tell whether the, the, the integrity of it will hold up. So it, it ended up working out great. It's really sturdy. You can swing it around. 
and uh, it's it's fun. Yeah. So so you did digital designer first, and then when you you built it, it went together exactly as you'd hoped, or was yeah, there exactly. some re? No, there was no no redesigns. It was completely exactly how we built it in the program. So it worked out exactly how we intended. That's got to feel very satisfying. Yeah. There's been a couple models I've built with that that I was like, oh, I had to redesign a bunch because you know mm-hmm. there was just aspects of it that didn't work. Yeah. You know, mech and stuff are hard to build. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The geometry on the hammer is is perfect as it moves further and further away from you in the yeah. show here. Yeah, no, the geometry of it, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to build the hammers because uh, we had seen some other good hammer mocks online, mm-hmm. but they never really tried to capture like the angles of the, the bevels yeah. and some of the, the other aspects of it. So we were like, well, you know, that's something we could build that hasn't been done over a million times and it would be fun to, to do and bring around, so... Uh, it's definitely a hit with uh, with the kids and adults. I, I notice the adults keep giving it to the kids, yeah. but you know they want to hold it. Yeah, well, definitely. I'm, I'm, I've offered to let a lot of the adults hold it, and they're like, yeah, you know, they just <laughs> they don't want to ask because they're embarrassed, you know. Well, I think they're afraid that the kid could pick it up, and they're just not going to be worthy enough. And uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That may be it. And then so you guys also built the uh, Captain America shield, which is a little more subtle. <laughs> Yeah, the shield is quite a bit heavier, so right now it's sitting on a table, we can't pass it around to people. But uh, much like the hammer, it was built in LDD first, um, and then built in real life, and I didn't have to go through any redesigns, it worked exactly the way we designed it to. You can carry it, there is straps yeah, on the back. Yeah, it has straps on the back so I can walk around with it, but it's not, it's not glued together or anything, so pieces on the edge sometimes fall off a little bit if I, if I bump into like tables and stuff, so... It's a little bit harder to walk around with at the convention. was very crowded. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, but at home, you strapped it on and walked around. Yeah, and I, I wore it for Halloween, too, and got a lot of people who were like, whoa. So, yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. It definitely looks like a satisfying build. Uh, was it fun ordering that many plates? Uh, well, I mean, it was it's one of the easier things I've bought because it's like uh, 500 2 by 2 red plates. That's pretty easy to order. Yeah. I mean, expensive, but easy. You know, not complicated to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thor's is a bit harder to order because it's got some rare pieces like the castle edges and the, the round plates on the top. You want to hold it? And so, uh, putting this together straightforward, how long about did it take to get this all sorted? Uh, well, I got the last p- uh, order of parts on Christmas Day, uh, so it was kind of like, do I want to sit and build this, or do I want to like spend time with my family? So, I kind of, I, I think I could have built it maybe like straight, working on it for like seven or eight hours, but I kind of spread it out a little bit and took my time, so it ended up taking like two or three days. Don't you hate when family gets in the way of building? No, I know. I wish I could have just gone in my room and like secluded myself. Yeah. It's my Christmas too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they're beautiful. Thanks for bringing them, uh, and you guys uh, came up at, from Seattle up here. Yep. Uh, so what do you think of the first brick can so far? I think it's pretty awesome. There's a, a lot of people I've seen before and a lot of people I haven't met. Uh, it's been really cool to get to know everybody and to see all these awesome things that people have built. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, a little bit smaller, but a little less chaotic, yeah. I think, overall. I mean, there's still a lot of crowds. You know, it's, it seems like it's being pretty successful. So Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not bad. So hopefully we'll see you guys in the future. I know I'll be back down to Seattle, and hopefully this will be an annual thing, and you guys will be up here. Yeah, hopefully. We certainly intend to come up here if we can. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys very much. No problem. Everyone that came by their table had a huge smile on their face. Plus, they let people hold the Lego hammer. What is not to like about that? Yeah, I saw them at BrickCon in Seattle, but I wasn't able to get anywhere near them as the crowds were just so deep. Uh, It's well worth the wait, though, if you get a chance to find out if you're worthy. Uh, I was not. (laughs) 
but hopefully I'm worthy to introduce our next interview. You spoke with James Powell, who is running the trains and representing Viclug. This is Jeff at Brick Can 2016, and I'm talking with James Powell of Viclug. Hi. Uh, well, uh, first off, is it nice to have a convention that you can just take the ferry over to? Oh, well, I can take the ferry to go to Brick Con as well, but that involves a passport, and that's a little bit of a pain. So this is it's nice to have, finally have an actual convention in Vancouver. Um, I've been coming over on and off for VLC events over here for the best part of 15 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is a big change to actually have a con here, though, rather than coming over to an event, uh, which, you know, a mall show or similar. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like uh, Vic Lug is well represented with uh, some very nice builds here. Uh, what, uh, what is your baby? Trains. <laughs> I could kind of guess by the standing in front of the trains and the train head uh, brick on your, your, uh, your badge. Uh, so do you have a favorite train? Not really a favorite train. Uh, I do have a fair number of them. Hang on a moment. I just got to do some controlling here. Preventing collisions of trains. Okay, there we go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we'll get there. Yay, magnet power. Um, in terms of a baby, really, uh, actually, strangely enough, although I normally build trains, the only thing which I really wanted to enter is the large, tall, blue skyscraper or condo, uh, which is kind of a new and novel thing. Uh, it's homage to Brad Hamilton. Uh, and Datville, he designed something quite similar in about uh, 98 or 99. Mm -hmm. And finally, you've got the parts through uh, various means and uh, it built it. And I'm really enjoying building it and doing an interior for it. So for, for a while, you've been collecting those, those uh, blue trans pieces and uh, finally, finally you had the right number. Is that, does that sound right? Uh, yeah, they came through various means. Um, I know that this isn't just adults who get to listen to this. So, yeah, they came through various means. <laughs> and uh, it, it got, uh, you know, it's sort of a, a, a really fun build. Uh, and it's only been available or been possible because of the alternate supply methods. Excellent. I think it sounds very nefarious when you say it that way. I, I picture men in, in long jackets and dark hats and sunglasses going around. Is that fairly accurate? Probably, um, although they might just be Danes in suits and ties. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the, the black hat method. I like that in my own mind. Um, there are some very impressive models here. The, uh, the SkyTrain is uh, a very lovely representation of, uh, of transit we're familiar with out here. Uh, not my work at all. I don't get to take credit for it. A uh, fairly young builder from VLC uh, named William. I'm not sure what his last name is, but uh, really nicely done, really nicely lit up. Uh, he's put an awful lot of work into what I believe is his first mock, and it's certainly his first con. So derailment, derailment. It's my fault. It's my fault. Yeah. Well, you know. Blame the press. Blame the press, yes. Well, the good news is, is that it's not like Amtrak. You can't, uh, I'm not getting blamed for speeding. And we only caused mass plastic personnel casualties. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it stayed on the table. And that's, I think, the main thing, right? It stays on the table. Yeah, it's it's a lot less rebuilding. Yes, it is. I've launched them before. And uh, actually, I think at the last show that I was at, there was an incident involving that train 
and uh, a ground landing and um, yes it wasn't quite as good so this time it was uh, far better a ground landing I like that that's a very uh, <laughs> that's a very nice term for a worst case scenario uh, well, the worst case scenario for this train at home, um, if anyone goes to the Viclog website and follows through the Flickr, um, I have a 14 foot long bridge which is stressed exactly, almost exactly for this train. and um, Almost exactly, I feel like that's the key there. Uh, it is key. Uh, unlike Peter Trotter, who's another one of the, the Viclog members who's an engineer, I'm not. I'm an engineering technician and as such there might be a little bit lacking in my engineering of the bridge, but it does hold. It does hold. Beautiful. Uh, so getting back to the SkyTrain, uh, there's definitely some uh, custom parts in there. Uh, is there a big purist versus customizers uh, uh, friction within the Viclog, or is it all welcome everybody? Uh, we're very welcoming. Um, I'm probably one of the least pure uh, individuals in that I do definitely cut and shut for the trains uh, and for lighting are the big two things which I will cut and shut for. I still don't favor the use of large amounts of craggle, um, but uh, there is some which gets used in order, particularly to make things structurally sound when you're trying to do wiring uh, and exhibition stuff. I've had stuff which has been together for an awful long time. The wiring side of it, it tends to mean then that I customize a fair amount for that. Right, uh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, some beautiful buildings here as well as the trains. Uh, this is the first city I've seen with a red light district, so that's good to know. Uh, it's not the first city I've seen with a red light district. The first one which I attended with a red light district was, uh, as one of my badges says, BC before con um, in 1998 when we were in the Seattle Center in the upstairs with PNLTC, there was a red light district there. Uh, it was a little bit older, it was a little bit more western. You might ask the gentleman at the end with a long beard. He may know something about the history thereof of the uh, red light districts. I just modernized it. It's, uh, it's quite nice and it's, it's good. It's, it's very kid friendly as uh, all the activity seems to take place inside the building. It's just the advertising uh, for the grown-ups. That's correct. Uh, there is uh, inside of it, uh, we have the um, the uh, least clothed Lego minifigure ever, who uh, does um, articulate herself around a uh, device. Uh, again, that's part and parcel of the, the train sort of it, uh, but I won't be removing the lid while there are children present. That's good. I imagine she's good friends with the uh, yellow classic spaceman. Is that fair to say? Uh, absolutely good friends with the yellow classic spaceman or other people similarly you know, involved. It's uh, kind of a, a shady part of town, as you can imagine. There's some wheeling and dealing going on. Well, that's what happens when you're right underneath the SkyTrain. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, having been to Vancouver, well, <laughs> having effectively lived here for a couple of months, uh, yeah, there's a couple of areas which are a little bit shady in Vancouver. Well, it's good to see everything represented. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, please, no ground landings with the trains today. I'll try not to have any uh, ground landings with the trains today. Uh, it does occasionally happen, and, uh, you know, that's uh, about all we can do is to try to avoid that. And uh, hopefully everybody who shows up today enjoys seeing what the work that everyone, uh, it's not just me at all, have put into making this uh, Canada's second con and uh, the first one on the West Coast. So The one with the best weather. Most definitely.
And that's from somebody who lived in Toronto for years and years and years. Uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. As a Vancouver Transit user, I really love the SkyTrain they built, uh, which is our above-ground tra- mass transit system. There wasn't even any service delays. Uh, the one thing that my city is missing is a train. Uh, hey, James, you should really buy me one. Mm, can't do, man. I'm saving for a uh, pink and lavender rocket ship like the ones Dorothy Whitman is going to tell us about next week. We also head to the amusement park with Alfredo Cruz and back to the Smurf Village with Lee Jones. If you have any comments, click on the link in the show notes to go to the page for this episode or visit me on Twitter. I'm at Still Sorting. Until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff.